Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Bonjour, hello. Oh, mes amis, hello. (laughs) Um, Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Basketball Podcast. (laughs) Um, Every time me and Matt say that in harmony, we stare at each other. Yeah. Um, Which is pretty weird, but it's pretty okay, too, I think. Oh, yeah, and I feel like a Tarzan Dan gets his wings when we do it, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's a nice (laughs) hyper-obscure reference to to start the pod off. Yeah. Matt, if, if people want to find us, yeah. um, how are they going to do that? I mean, you can go to dunkspodcast.com. Uh, uh-huh. um, you can also go to iTunes and Stitcher. That's where you want to get this thing listened to, right? Yes. Uh, Player FM, if you're old school Freddy, <laughs> dawn of the internet. Don't knock, don't knock Player FM, okay? <laughs> and Spotify, you know, you, you're listening to a great jazz playlist and you want to freshen it up with a little Confederacy of Dunks, feel free to do so. And do not forget, we are on YouTube, Freddie. That's right. We are on YouTube and we are up. I think we have 19 subscribers now. Yeah, I think like basically yeah. the monetization yeah. is like really starting <laughs> to kick in. Yeah, it's really, it's flooding in. Sick. Um, which is pretty good because like we live in an expensive city. So that's true. It's, it's good to be like rich. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, sweet. Uh, shall we bring the guests on or what? Yeah, yeah. Let's bring the guests on. Uh, okay. Uh, first is uh, is with me here um, in studio, aka Matt's, um, Matt's apartment, which is uh, very nice. But um, she's amazing. She's hilarious, uh, incredible writer, uh, amazing basketball person. Please give it up at home for Catherine Niker. Oh, yeah. Let her ride out, Matt. Thank you. I, I always look at Matt to see, like, can I talk now? When you know what? You on? can talk through it. You can sing oh, along. Sure, There's no yeah. rules here. Yeah. We're, we're the lost boys. Yeah. Do you say we're the lost boys? <laughs> I thought you said we're the last boys. The last I'm boys. Really confused. Um, <laughs> Catherine, how you doing? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, things are good. I'm, it's I'm, weird. I'm it's weird. We've still. never had an off season start like this. Like start as in oh, that we're feeling we're so champions. Good? Yeah. yeah, true. Um, okay, well let's uh, let's bring on guest number two. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to his podcast for a very long time. I was lucky enough to do it. Uh, I think about a month and a half ago. Um, yeah, he he, uh, he runs Locked On uh, Raptors, amazing podcast. I don't think anyone covers the Raptors as much, uh, certainly not in the podcast form. Uh, he just wrote a book, which is out today. Um, him and Alex Wong wrote We the Champs because we are champions, and awesome. they documented the whole process, and uh, everyone should go buy it immediately. Please give it up at home for Sean Woodley. Hey, Sean, how you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm good. I'm still laughing at Last Boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how I'm yeah. We're not the Lost Boys. We're the Last Boys. <laughs> Just the most boring band. Yeah. In like 2085, like the last people who like read Barstool are like having a Saturday <laughs> drinking Natty Lights and it's oh the, the, they're the Last Boys on, on the Saturday. <laughs> solid, Just, solid Barstool reference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just 
just the last boys. You know, the only headline. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if you can't handle that, uh, Oshiega. But um, <laughs> that's what's up. Uh, Sean, man, um, how you doing? I know it's a, it's a pretty hot day. I know, you're, I know you're not a fan of the heat, correct? No, not at all. Especially, so I'm sitting in my apartment and I'm sitting in my chair. And last night at softball, I hurt my back. So I have a heating pad on while oh, no. also kind of hot. It's not the best, got to say. Uh, but I'm drinking a nice soda water to cool myself down. And we've got uh, the podcast keeping my attention. So cool. I'm, I think I'll survive. And I, I also feel like that's just like standard softball. I run a softball team. Um, yeah. And uh, it's actually in the Toronto Comedy Softball League, which is yeah. hilarious and serious all at the same time but it's also it's mostly a house of injuries like it, <laughs> softball is just it's just it's a it's a deadly sport in a way <laughs> if you don't leave a softball game with some sort of like ache or pain i think you're too young to be playing softball true yes <laughs> yeah that, that, that's a pretty good that's a pretty that's good a like good summation yeah. on softball so like we had this guy on our team last year who was like 21 and he was young and spry and fast and we hated him yeah <laughs> yeah we actually had a if he's listening i apologize because he was actually pretty awesome but we had a call up because we didn't have enough uh people for one game this year and this guy came and he was like so amazing but everyone just resented him immediately <laughs> <laughs> even though we really probably needed that like he was was like just like playing shortstop and like yeah. going for double plays and stuff and both teams were like this sucks <laughs> um cool well let's uh let, let's see what we get going on uh raptor stuff maddie would you give me that raptor sting matt hold you it. got something hold I mean, it. they're not an up-and-coming team they're here they're here they're here they're here they're here, they're here. Man, you made me work on that one. It's going to be one of those pods where it's first one of the off season. <laughs> like, I'm probably going to fall through this chair at some point. So, Good. I hope you, know. you do. Um, okay. Uh, I feel like we're, we're probably eight or ten minutes into this without uh, digging into our, our champion team. Um, Sean, I'll hit you first if that's cool with you. Yeah, what's up? Um, all right. So I want to phrase this as like... Um, as far as the Raptors next year, you know, I think it's fair to say they're, they're the presumptive favorites, like because they won. But mm -hmm. if you're inclined to think that if they bring everyone back and, you know, maybe they won't be able to bring everyone back, but let's say they bring Kawhi back and, you know, maybe one of Gasol and Danny or maybe somehow both. I don't know if that's possible, but, you know, if, if, if it's, it's, if it's very much the same team, do you see a lot of opportunity for growth? Like, and if you think they can be better, how much better can they be? Good question. First of all, I think it's really cool that Raptors fans have evolved to a point where like it feels like we're all pretty confident he's staying and mm. we're not even worried about it. And we're already talking about next year as if he's going to be there. I know. Uh, and I think he's going to stay. So I'm, too. I'm totally I hope happy not... to indulge the yeah. question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think like. Yeah, they probably go in as the favorites. I don't think they'd be like Warriors like favorites, you know, yeah. because the Warriors were like a singularly unique team in history. And the league is pretty wide open next season. You know, there are questions, obviously, like if Marcus Saul opts in, which I think he will if Kawhi stays. Um, there's questions about like how will he hold up over the course of a full season at age 35 or whatever it's going to be. Of course. How's Danny Green going to be if he comes back? Will he find his form of the regular season or will he be like the guy who 
who missed everything in the postseason except for in like two very important games, which was excellent. Um, that that's like hard to predict. Obviously, yeah. and you have like you got to bake in some more sort of aging for Kyle and Surge as well. Like it's a pretty old team, mm-hmm. all told. But like Pascal should be better. OG should be back and probably going through less personal turmoil. Uh, You would hope at least. And hopefully his appendix is gone and is not attacking him anymore. Um, And it's, you know, he kind of had to have like, I think it's a bounce back season for OG is what I'm trying to say. You have Fred, like it should be a pretty good team and should be really like amazing defensively once again. And yeah, I think they should be considered favorites, obviously with the caveat that we don't know what's happening in July just yet with all free, well, with all the free agency, like the Lakers could figure this thing out and like happen into like a super team. I don't trust that they will. Cause Rob Polinka seems like kind of an idiot, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll like, find a way to you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and if like the Rockets do this thing where they like totally, really take a like a stance against the idea of team chemistry and get Jimmy Butler as it's being reported right now that they're going to try to do then maybe they're a team that makes the finals and should be considered the favorites in sort of a weakened west I don't know but right. um, yeah the Raptors should be the favorites I think going in at least uh, off the top and then uh, everything kind of filters off of that and we see how the older guys progress but yeah like it, it's weird but like maybe it's not so crazy to think that they could repeat Totally. And I think, you know, if we've already tried doing load management with one player, why not five? Right. We could yeah. be like the, the old Spurs team. We could, you know, Danny could have load management. Mark, Kyle, Serge, maybe as well. Kawhi, obviously. And, uh, you know, we have such a good. Serge's load management comes in the form of suspensions for punching people. So yeah. that's taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. He, he takes his own time off, I think. Um <laughs> Yeah, Catherine, what's your what's your take on like, do you think the Raptors are the presumptive favorites? Do you think they could get better? Like, you know, we won 58 wins and I think kind of got better seemingly every series in in the playoffs. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. I do think we'll we'll certainly be favorites in the East. It's hard to tell how things will shake up in the West, like over free agency and all that. Right. But even like with our team aging, like I think there'll be games in the regular season where like maybe Serge will start and instead of Gasol just to give them some rest. So it's not like they're sitting out for the whole game, but maybe they'll just kind of manage their minutes differently. And uh, yeah, I do think OG will have a comeback year next year. I do think Pascal's going to be an all-star next year. Yeah, me too. And, uh, you know, Fred really had like an amazing, like later part of the playoffs. And I think like he'll probably end up taking over some minutes from Kyle so he can rest. And I just think like our younger guys and our bench are going to be stronger and that will hopefully prepare palace yeah that's that's my like most optimistic you know kind of like dreamy version of of next year but i i feel like it's pretty grounded having just experienced this year yeah it's it's optimistic very fluid like you said definitely grounded in reality it's not like oh and if this happens and if that happens it's like yeah it all happened it all happened (laughs) um Okay, I'll I'll stick with you here because uh, it's a Nick Nurse question. Oh, here we go. But before we get there, uh, for anyone who's listening, you, you probably know that, that Catherine might have been one of the first people to declare that she thinks Nick Nurse is hot. <laughs> yes. And this is before rock and roll Nick Nurse emerged, okay? <laughs> this is like, this is mid-season, you know, people yeah. still judging Nick Nurse. Once, so, once I saw Nick Nurse in the Craig Sager jacket, I knew he was hot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, I, I always have to say I this. didn't even know he played instruments at that point. 
I just yeah. knew. You had no idea he was Drew Carey's like super cooler brother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, but uh, okay, so we, you, but you, you. I bet his eight <laughs> other siblings all look like Drew Carey. Oh, I'm sure they must. <laughs> they simply must. Um, okay, so wait. Uh, but you, you have you have a nurse story from the parade. Yeah. So interaction. I, yeah. So I was front row at Nathan Phillips Square, which was a terrible idea, and I'll never do it again. Right. To sum that part up real quick, <laughs> but I was uh, at the side of the stage, like kind of on the west side, and it was the side that the players would like enter onto the main stage mm-hmm. from and so they're like waiting to be introduced and they're just kind of like hanging off at the side and we're all yelling at them and, and I got like a clear good shot at Nick Nurse right nice. as you know I've been waiting to do yeah. this for a long you're zoning in okay, I'm yeah. zoning in so I, I yell at him I'm like Nick Nick right so then I wave and at this point they had been screamed at for like a solid five six hours right yeah so they were all pretty <laughs> tired <laughs> yeah they what a weird experience yeah. that is eh? like, yeah but I I did my best and then uh nick uh he looks at me he sees me he waves back Beautiful. right and then <laughs> i say he played a couple uh, chords and, yeah and then he no. started no i i blew him a kiss what and i said i love you <laughs> <laughs> which is very inappropriate oh my god and he didn't know how to react like his bottom lip like quivered a bit <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> like his bottom lip did oh like a, did like a huh, oh, and I wow. was like afraid I offended him. I was like, oh my god, this is the worst. Oh, but wow. then he had these like little red raptor spongy balls <laughs> that he was giving away. So then he like tossed one like right to me. Nice. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I caught it, and so I really feel like we had a moment. Oh, that's a moment. That's a moment, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a moment. For <laughs> that's you. huge. I thought it was just a look when you told oh, me. Oh man, like like the. Little little just 13 year old girl inside of me just like rushed out like I was like you know watching like a boy band concert or something like I was freaking out I mean yeah, yeah like yeah, nurse, I freaked out nurse in the Arkells sure. you know what I mean he's, yeah he's doing it he's, he's really doing it he, he is a full-on rock star I, I'm expecting rush <laughs> to bring out nurse at any point <laughs> Or at the very least. <laughs> and they'll still do like a Stevie Wonder cover. <laughs> Imagine he's just like a mainstay at, what's that venue called again? I keep calling it the Molson Amphitheater, but that's not what Budweiser? It, but the Budweiser <laughs> stage or whatever. He's just a mainstay there. I can see it. <laughs> all summer. I want him to, yeah, be the opener for any band in the summer. Yeah. Like every single band. Even Drake's Ladies and OVO gentlemen, OVO. Tool. You guys ready for Tool? Tool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, um, anyway, I had to share that because it was awesome. like, no, it was pretty it's, wild. It's amazing. Um, let's, let, let's go back to, uh, to, to nurse kind of a bit more seriously. Okay, for a sure, sure. No, it's, <laughs> it, it never has to be serious, but yeah, so he, he, uh, he got named, um, uh, head coach of team Canada and, uh, yeah, Sean, I'll, I'll, I'll go to you here. Um, yeah. It's been kind of weird with Canada, like as, you know, the Canadian revolution of players has been like, as we're seeing more and more and more Canadian players, I think we still haven't had that moment internationally where we're like, holy shit, we're a good team. We have all NBA players, that sort of thing. Like it's, it's always that, you know, there's still like a Heslip in there. There's still, you know, a guy who's not in the NBA sort of thing. And that's fine. But um, yeah, like just, I, I think with, with, like with nurse, he's really proven that he's a, is a winner at every level. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what do you think is a win for him here? 
Well, I mean, I kind of think they have to qualify, which they should be able to do. Like, I think they have to be like the second ranked America's team at the FIBA World Cup in order to qualify. I think that's how it works. I'm not entirely clear. It's all very confusing international basketball wise. But uh, like qualifying, I think, is sort of like if he doesn't do it. There's, it's not going to be pretty, and I think it'll be like the first time Nick Nurse is like questioned on his ability. And it won't be by Raptors fans; it'll be by Canada basketball nuts, which you know the people who <laughs> root for Canada basketball have been subject to yeah. a lot of pretty like heartbreaking losses over the years. I mean, think back to the like Venezuela game uh, in oh, that uh, was I like 2015. Yeah, like losing to the grievous Vasquez less Venezuela that and sucked. like having your Olympic dream just crushed there. Like people have gone through it and it's kind of high time for their Canada to do something on the international stage. Like there's no excuse anymore. They have more players in the NBA than anybody else. They had six guys drafted this year. Like if they don't, it's going to be a disaster. I happen to think they'll be pretty good. Um, um, and I, I really wonder sort of how Nick Nurse is going to approach building the roster. I wonder if like he's even going to like ask Wiggins to come because it kind of feels like Wiggins mm. is in the way sometimes just because. Wow. Yes. Like, this yeah, is exactly what kind of what I'm thinking about for for this. Like, 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 like what is the face of this team? Sorry. Sorry. Ca- carry on. But yeah, like the Wiggins thing oh, yeah. is huge. Yeah, I, like, I kind of think it's if they can get them, which they might not be able to this summer because R.J. Barrett's uh, got summer league and he's you know going into his first year. Um, and Jamal Murray seems like kind of a question mark right now. Like those two are the guys to me that really feel like the ones you want. They feel just like better players than Andrew Wiggins. Not that they are as of right now. I mean, I think Murray pretty obviously is. But like yeah. Barrett, I think will get there pretty shortly. And like I just they feel like guys who are more sort of suited to playing like an international style like team sort of game Wiggins like can't pass and he doesn't really try on defense and he doesn't really seem like he wants to play for Canada that much so maybe it's not even a problem Um, but like there's enough guys you can fill out a pretty good roster around them right like if you get Jamal Murray and RJ Barrett like there's Kelly Olynyk's very good and very suited to the international game like Tristan Thompson and Corey Joseph are always going to be there and now like with all the dudes who are getting drafted and even like this new basketball league started in Canada, the CEBL, mm-hmm. you know, you've got just like a really deep pool of talent to draw from to fill the rest of your rosters. And like, so I know you said Brady Heslip, you know, you don't want him on the team. Uh, yeah, anymore, yeah like, he's a bad example because he's, yeah, he's like, awesome. He's like one of the best shooters. But yeah. Yeah, like Melvin Edgem is like one of the best players not in the NBA right now. He should be in the NBA, but just like likes to punk people in Italy. And he's <laughs> awesome when he plays internationally. So I, I, I think they're in pretty good hands, even if they don't add like, like a bunch of new guys who haven't really been part of the program of late, whether it's Wiggins or Murray or whoever, like I think they're in good hands and they're talented enough. And nurse is smart enough. I think to put all the pieces together to be pretty good at the world cup. The, the one thing that sucks is they, they have a pretty tough draw. I think they have uh, Australia, Lithuania and uh, Senegal in their group, which I believe is the toughest group at the FIBA world cup. So it's not going to be easier yeah, by that's any means. Super but, tough, especially with Lithuania. Yeah, like and Australia, obviously, I mean, at least they have a coward playing point guard for them so it'll be a little easier going up against australia i suppose um you know (laughs) lithuania is always very good because the Jonas and like lithuanians are awesome for some reason but uh like i I think canada is still the best team in that group like they should be i mean they're the lowest ranked internationally but like talent wise you would think that they would be pretty 
like much in the running for like maybe a borderline metal spot. And if they don't, it's going to be a failure. But like they've signed Nick Nurse through the Tokyo Olympics. I feel like they're pretty confident in him to be able to do it this year. And like it'll be like a massive, like bigger than Venezuela. I think it'll be a big disappointment if they if they don't qualify. Yeah, I think it, it will actually be a disappointment. I, I don't know if there's ever, ever been real expectations for the Canadian basketball. Like, I mean, like, you know, this is the height of popularity in of basketball in Canada right now. So, yeah, um, I even felt that kind of like cringe of disappointment when uh, yesterday the, the women's team lost to Sweden. It was it was like Canada was kind of riding this like high. And I don't think yeah. the, the high fully transfers from sport to sport and tournament to tournament type thing. But, you know, there is a sense of kind of like of if you win something, you know, maybe you could win something else. Um, but, yeah, I, like, I've been kind of thinking that um, just just how you were talking about Murray and um, – and Barrett, it's it's like Canada's always had this. I don't know. I don't want to say it's like a stink, but there's always been this thing where, you know, I guess it's just so contractually complex about like when mm-hmm. players can play, when they will play. But you know, I, I think it's tough to see Team USA like roll out like all of the top people, like whatever their contract issues are. They seem to kind of make it happen, or maybe there's just so many good American players that, yeah, you know, someone can like you know a, a Kawhi, for instance, could be like, well, I'm signing a contract, so I'm not going to play, but and they still have like AD or whatever. But um, yeah, I kind of think that's what it is, right? I mean, like the states, they don't always send their best guys. Like there was a reason Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan were on the 2016 team. Like they, a bunch of guys didn't go. Yes, but they're just true. when they can throw Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan as like your third stringers, that's really unfair. Yeah, that's yeah. I know. I I guess thinking about the international basketball lens at all through the through Team USA is just it's too <laughs> insane. Um, but yeah, Catherine, is there is there anything that like uh, jumps out to you as far as like what's a win for for Canada and or Nick Nurse? Like, is it legitimacy? Is it? Well, I think like I think the expectations to medal are very real and it will be disappointing if we don't ultimately medal at the Olympics right. in some way. Um, I think one thing that gives me a lot of optimism is that we've had so many great players who have been up and coming since 2015 yeah. that I think will make a massive difference for our team. And um, what else was I going to say? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> It's all good. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Nice to get the crickets. No, no, it's going to stay. Because you had the sound effect. That's the worst. Um, well, one thing that Nick Nurse said uh, was that he wanted to coach Team Canada because he thinks it'll make him a better coach. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, like. And he- I think that's incredibly inspiring. And, like, like, listening to his interview, just like hearing him, like, you know, talk about how he. You know, he he talked about this job with his family, and his wife was almost like more into it than he was. It's it was it was kind of a nice vibe uh, in terms of like he just is excited for the challenge, but also doesn't want it to hurt the Raptors at all. Right. And it seemed like seems like like everyone's on the same page there, um, if that makes any sense. But uh, yeah, let's go Team Canada. Hopefully they kick ass. Hopefully. Oh, and I uh, think Wiggins oh. can come off the bench. That's the only. Oh, was that was that your? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, well, one thought I had uh, j- just hearing all this uh, Team Canada talk was I forgot that uh, me and Kevin Douse, a uh, friend of the pod, actually went to uh, Ryerson and we saw Murray take over the game and beat Team USA. 
Whoa. And it was awesome. Well, yeah, those Pan Ams, it was, right? It was the Pan Ams. It was such an incredible yeah. Yeah. game. And, you know, I knew of Murray, mm. but I'm not the best student of younger players. Like, I, I feel like I start to understand players a lot more once they make it to the NBA. Like, even Barrett, mm -hmm. I've seen highlights and, you know, I've been hearing about him forever. Obviously, I know his dad. Yeah. But I don't really have a grasp of, like, what exactly he's going to look like on the court. Like, he seems like he's pretty awesome, but... Um, but also New York has a way of kind of making people. I'm so worried, man. Yeah, I'm I know. so worried the Knicks are going to break them. I hope they don't. But yeah, I've been really. Not, yeah, the Knicks are like. I've been oh. completely indifferent to the Knicks and have been completely uninvested in their good or bad fortune until right now. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, please land <laughs> yeah, a good free agent. Well. Please treat yeah. him well. Yeah. Now yeah. suddenly I care about what actually happens to the Knicks. <laughs> Um, okay, just to just to finish uh, Raptor stuff here, uh, Catherine, I'll, I'll go to you here. Um, so I'm sure, like me, you're seeing a lot of different like media, you know, kind of like dismiss this Raptors championship for whatever reason, whether it be like asterisks or, you know. I mean, like the main reason is injuries, uh, of what I've heard, but like, it's, it's still, there, there's all, all sorts of like little different types of slights. You know, sometimes there's an acknowledgement of that. Yes, they won the championship, but then in the sec in the second sentence, it's like, yes, Kawhi's also going to leave or whatever. Like just kind of the, the classic, yeah. uh, Raptors slandering. But at the same time, I'm also hearing, um, you know, over the basketball world, people start to kind of try to contextualize what we just saw and how good this Raptors team was. I think particularly on defense, like I've said it a couple times, but you know, the, the, the Bucks game where the Bucks didn't score for all, for you know like five and a half minutes or whatever it was, it just really sticks out as an insane moment to that the best offense in the NBA struggled that hard on a stage that big. Yeah, and and sorry, it's a meandering question here, but. Uh, I want to know what you think, like, or like how you think the Raptors are going to be remembered. Cause like we're kind of like in hot takeville right now. And, and you know, when the dust settles, I think, you know, may, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of the American media, especially are the ones being dismissive about our right. championship. And I think they were going to be dismissive regardless because we're in Canada and they've probably always been dismissing us. You know what I mean? And then it's just nothing new to them. Like, like Bill Simmons calling our championship kooky mm -hmm. and, and shit like that. And I just feel like anybody who has an opinion about us based on basketball is not dismissing our championship. It's just people that are like, oh, he's going to go, Kawhi's going to go to the Clippers because it's LA and that's their only Right. They're more interested point. in like basketball adjacent things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just other... Um, <laughs> storylines other plot lines right. if you will and, and i just think like you know anybody who like actually understands basketball knows that we gave golden state the best defense they saw this entire playoff run you know what i mean they saw how hard we crawled out of the east you know what i mean like there are yes there were injuries and of course like if kevin durant was playing it would have been different yeah oh, of course yeah but that doesn't mean kevin durant wouldn't have been up against the best defense he's seen in the entire playoffs you know what i mean yeah so like what's uh just as far as like how you think in they will be remembered do you think you know like do you think it's going to be competing narratives like will the dust settle uh, on some kind of hardened opinion, like it was the Kawhi championship or, you know, it was the zero top draft picks championship. Like I, I think the way that we remember it is going to be different than the way America remembers it. 
which is a bit I mean, controversial, yeah. but <laughs> easy with the yeah, controversy easy here, with the okay? hot takes here. But yeah, <laughs> I just think they're going to remember it differently. I think they're going to remember it more dismissively. And I feel like I'm just over it. I'm just okay. over it. All right. Um, Sean. Yeah. How do you think this, uh, this Raptors team is going to be remembered? Um, you know, like hot, like current, current kind of like snapshot takes aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, from my experience, maybe it's just because like I've muted a lot of dumb people on the internet, but like <laughs> yeah. from my experience, I'm not seeing a lot of like dismissiveness of the Raptors per se. I just think it's more people like you know the wind horses of the world who like transactions more than they like actual basketball. Just like right, I think it, yeah. I don't know if it would have mattered who won the finals. I think it was just like all right, finals is over. Let's get to the fun free agency summer, and that's what we're on to now. And I think that's kind of the thing I've seen more than like outright dismissal. The Raptors. There's been some really good stuff about the Raptors and sort of how the asterisk stuff is, is nonsense. I think there was yeah. a really great piece by Albert Bernico at Deadspin all about that. And I think Drew McGarry wrote about it too. Like there's a lot of great stuff out there, um, if you know where to find it, uh, of people sort of lauding this Raptors championship. And I think like real like diehard basketball fans are going to remember this team a lot like the 2011 Mavs, I think, where Mm. this is a really sort of beloved, maybe it's a singular run, maybe it's only this year. And maybe honestly, if Kawhi leaves, it'll be remembered even more fondly as sort of this weird snapshot in time. We're like, oh, Mm -hmm. remember when Kawhi was on the Raptors for a year and they won a title? Like, how crazy is that? Um, But I do think like this team is a lot like that Mavs team in 2011, where it's a lot of guys who came together who had, you know, very different pasts and sometimes check playoff histories and stuff like that I mean half the rotation for the Raptors was guys who had been tormented by the Warriors in the West they come east and they come together with this awesome team with you know that really sort of went all in on Kawhi and then doubled down you know by you know getting rid of Dwayne Casey and bringing in a brand new coach to run the whole thing and I think it really is going to go down as like a team of destiny almost like if you think about all the stuff that had to happen when you look back at you know game four against the Sixers when Kawhi hits that three over Joel Embiid you think back to game seven obviously in the bounce shot you think back to game three when Kyle Lowry fouls out against the Bucks in game three they're down 0-2 he fouls out with six minutes left in the fourth quarter and they somehow survive and win in double OT and that starts them going eight and two to five to finish the playoffs I mean it was kind of a team of destiny I think and I think people are going to remember it like that I think because of the way it came together, like it's so different, right? It's so unique the way it all, like all the different stories and backgrounds of guys came together and sort of, I think even like the five years prior where it was constantly sort of getting to a certain point in the mountain and then falling back down catastrophically. I think that all adds to sort of the lore of this season. And for me, like the way I look at the NBA, I don't look at it as like a one year at a time type of thing. I look at the NBA as something where it's like a prestige drama, right? Where like stories unfold over many, many years and you can't really tell a more complete or compelling story than the Raptors sort of rising from like the Bargs years and the Brian Colangelo years after Masai Ujiri came around into a title winner based on like just really smart team building in a way that most teams haven't done it. So I think that's how they're going to go down. I think like, History is going to look really fondly upon this Raptors team because of how different it was and because of how it kind of skirted the whole notion. I mean, this was the decade of super teams, Mm -hmm. and this was the one team pretty much in this entire decade that wasn't that. I guess those Spurs and those Mavs are the other ones as well, but like they stopped the dynasty, and I think the way they did it is going to go down as one of the more memorable titles of all time. 
Uh, I love that. And I just want to add that I think we'll also be remembered for just how innovative we were in our approach. Mm-hmm. And I really think box and one, box and, <laughs> box one. and yeah. one and not switching that much which and not is a big deal. Yeah. And I think uh, people are going to look at us as a blueprint, like all the other smaller market teams, you know, the Charlottes of the world, the Portland trailblazers of the world, the like, you know what I mean? Teams like that are mm-hmm. going to be like, let's look at how the Raptors did it and see if we can kind of copy from their playbook. And I think also just like extending on, on, on that point, like, and, and, and also going back to what Sean was saying about like it being a prestige and like, you know, spanning over a longer period of time than just mm. one year, you know, if we're, you know, still confidently thinking that Kawhi does resign, mm-hmm. then that is going to be forever linked to Paul George staying in Oklahoma City. True, yeah. And I think that's going to shape NBA history as well because those things are all going to be combined. Um, And this is what the NBA wanted, right? They wanted guys like Paul George to stay in OKC. Like, they want Kawhi to kind of stay in Toronto. So these teams, these markets aren't looked at as irrelevant all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? Like, it's part of the whole... It's, I feel like it's been a part of Adam Silver's agenda instead of expanding into, like, new cities and having expansion teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's always an interesting thing, too, because I think there's a, a lot of people who firmly believe that the NBA wants all its, like, talent concentrated in, like, however many of the, like, the, the giant destinations, like mm-hmm. the six or seven huge places. Um, but, yeah, I've always been of the belief that the NBA is, is well aware of just how many small markets it really has, which is a, yeah. a huge amount. And... And and I think the NBA enjoys um, having Giannis in Milwaukee mm-hmm. and 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 you know when LeBron was in Cleveland um, to a certain extent you know I think they kind of I think they can massage it either way and 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 you know the, these finals having such a such high ratings is also going to go down in history you know it's going to be evaluated and and I'm sure there's all sorts of contextual data there like maybe it was the return of Durant or you know, I'm sure there's a lot of factors on, on why why the ratings were so good but um yeah it's it's pretty fascinating um any guys uh any guys got any more raptor things before i uh, head to the nba no, I think I I think we've exhausted that pretty well. Okay. <laughs> I thought for a second I had stuttered so hard that no one no understood me at all. And the thing is that's happened a lot in life. So I was like I was just ready to be like, "Okay, you know what, Freddie? Say it again yeah. and slower." Um, <laughs> anyway, it's just a just a little glimpse into my inner monologue there. Uh, so, so Freddie, before we go to the NBA. Oh, right. Okay. What's I've up? got a little surprise segment for you. Okay. Ooh. So if you've been listening to us through the playoffs, uh-huh. you have been doing a segment where we've been shooting off a Hunger Games cannon. That's right. For the players who have passed all-time leaders in different stat categories. Yeah, we had a lot of Raptors making you know, uh, uh, major climbs. Uh, Kawhi, all-time. all-time points, Lowry assists, Ibaka blocks, right? So yeah, Danny the threes. whole time that you were you know, doing a great job of looking at those stats, <laughs> I too was looking at a stat. Okay. So I was following... <laughs> All-time championship wins by a Toronto Raptors general manager. Okay? Okay. So, (laughs) at the beginning of the playoffs, Bobby Webster had zero. Okay. And was tied for first. Since <laughs> the change, I just, I just like that you're so invested that I can tell this, this, this is just the beginning of whatever yeah. is going on. Get ready. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So since the championship uh, has has been won, 
Bobby Webster has passed. Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> Glenn Grunwald. Nice. Jack McCloskey. <laughs> Rob Babcock. Wayne Embry. Brian Calangelo. Brian. Mr. Collar. Masai Ujiri. Well, and Jeff Weldon. I don't know. Yeah, that seems. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Webster now sits <laughs> alone with one championship, wow. and he's looking to make it two. Well, I think yeah. Oh wow, nice. nice. Okay. Well, last little cannon to the one. The one thing I will say. The one thing I will say is I don't want to look like I don't like Masai. Yeah. I'm just always trying to give Bobby a little more credit. Okay. Okay. I don't want that cop to think that I'm on his side. Okay, so hey, I was also I was also following <laughs> Toronto Raptors presidents uh, who have won a championship, and Masai Ujiri was tied for first with zero at the beginning of the playoffs. <laughs> Since then, oh god, all right, okay, he's passed. Oh my god, <laughs> Richard Petty <laughs> and Brian <laughs> Colangelo. <laughs> okay, bit of a shorter list. <laughs> yeah, bit of a shorter list. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I will say that I obviously I appreciate Messiah, and of course he's the mm-hmm. the the brain trust of this yeah, whole thing. But don't forget about Bobby, okay? And my one last favor to all you guys and to Sean back home, if you could do me this one last favor. When I say Bobby, you say Webster, Bobby, Webster, Bobby, Webster. Okay. We're all mad. We're all mad at you. I definitely just looked and stared at Matt yeah. while that entire thing happened. Sean, I, uh, I sincerely apologize. Um, hey, man, I took part, so okay. uh, I, I apologize to you guys who, who remained steadfast and not humoring Matt. Well, I said I said Webster the first time. <laughs> I'll say that. No, so I have to. Um, Matt, uh, you know, I think you were you were part of this uh, this journey, just just like everyone else. So yeah. you, you deserved your Bobby Webster. Thank you. Uh, tinny recording sound <laughs> moment. Um, well done. And Thank cheers you. to Bobby Webster as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you a Bobby Webster stan? Um, pretty are close. You, are pretty you close. His biggest yeah, fan? yeah. I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm bleaching my hair. Oh, well, I guess he's got black hair. So I'm. Done. Yeah, yeah. Bleach your hair black like Bobby Webster. Hair you black. American psycho. <laughs> oh God. Uh, respect the capologist. That's all I'll say. Okay, fair. Love it. Um, Okay. National Basketball oh. Association. <laughs> I was gonna Let's say, talk. <laughs> just, just in case you didn't know, I was gonna some say, people don't know. Yeah, some people don't know what NBA stands for. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Um, <laughs> huge, especially all our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you know, I think, I think, yeah. Again, you like, I, I stand by. You deserve your moment to to play some tinny sound effects that Thanks. that you made up earlier in the day. <laughs> um, okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's let's go to the draft. I think uh, most Raptors fans had the privilege of, um, yeah, not really thinking about the draft too much. Um, you know, not only did we trade away our pick uh, uh, as as part of the uh, as part of the trade that brought us a championship, but um, 
we also were in the finals. Uh, and, you know, we, I, I, I found myself not at all looking at any type of mock drafts. Again, I'm not a total, like, I'm not a huge draft guy, but I usually check in. Um, I remember being surprised uh, because I didn't know Bruno. Uh, so, you know, I care. But, um, yeah, Catherine, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll start with you here. Do, who do you think is the, is you know, it's, it's always phrased like the winner of the draft. It doesn't have to be the winner, but... Is there a team whose direction, um, you like, like, like who's, who's really heading in a good direction for you? I mean, it's hard to say New Orleans didn't win the draft because of Zion, right? right? Like, it's, I think to pick anything else is just to, for the sake of it. You know what I mean? Like, clearly they won, but also, like, I'm just so excited for New Orleans. Like, not just because of this draft pick, but I think they made an amazing trade with the Lakers. Like, I don't know if that's a topic for uh, later in the episode, but I just, I think they have a very bright future. I'm really excited for New Orleans. Hey, yeah, I think like Zion seems like he's like a potentially generational. Oh, and player, then when so. when he had that response where he was just like, "Let's dance," it was, it was amazing. It was amazing, and I just I because lo- everybody was talking about oh how he was like really disappointed that he didn't that New York didn't get the top draft pick and now he's not going to New York and mm-hmm. he really wanted that and blah blah blah. I love that mm-hmm. he's embracing New Orleans, yeah, in a way that I don't recall Anthony Davis doing necessarily. I mean, maybe he did and I just don't remember, but I just I love that he's embracing the opportunity. Yeah. And he seems genuinely excited to be there. He seems really charismatic and nice. Like yeah. I, I did watch the draft and um, I think this is a bit of a cop out answer to my own question. Sure. But uh, <laughs> I think the winner is like male sensitivity. Um, all those tears were, were, were wonderful. Yeah. Um, and all the camaraderie and kind of like, you know, people referencing their parents and sometimes their parents, uh, you know, weren't there and sometimes they were. And it was just a really, really nice thing. And and, and, and the other winner for me is, uh, Sean already said it in the pod, but uh, there were six Canadians yeah. drafted. Um, so yeah, I think that those, those, that's my cop-out answer, but the, those are my winners. I, I think it's important for people to see a bunch of strong men, you know. But be- that's what sports is for. So men can express emotions. And that's it. <laughs> Fair, yes. Positive way. It's the only reason. Um, um, a shout out to RJ's uh, blazer, though. That like his whole suit was pretty incredible. I liked Bull Bull's spider web suit. <laughs> it had a spider web on it. Was it was Venom, wasn't it? Venom. Oh, was more, it Venom? more than oh. RJ's. I don't know. With the Canada uh, lining. Yeah, that was cool. It was a bit tacky. It was no. cool. No, I mean, like, it's not, it's not my style. You but. know how hard it is to pull off red and pink. Yeah, fair enough. He did it. Um, Sean, did you did you watch the draft? Do you care? Um, is there is there a winner for you? I watched the draft. I don't care, uh, <laughs> but I watched it because I have no life and it was on. Uh, so, yeah, I like the winner. I, yeah, I agree on both fronts. It's uh, male sensitivity and the Pelicans and like Zion. I think is officially taking the mantle. Although Giannis's MVP speech was pretty emotional but i think yeah. zion's taken the mantle as oh. like the nba's sweetest boy uh, <laughs> i know really right it was so nice and yeah. his mom oh my god it was great can we he have an so nba delightful. sweetest boy ranking at some point <laughs> i think sean just started it <laughs> that is so beautiful yeah i mean it's like i'm pretty sure zion's number one right now i think 
Giannis is too because of his, you know, just sort of general delightfulness. I haven't thought about it. Beyond. It used to just be Giannis was the clear belt holder, and now there's two guys. I'd have to fill out the rest of the rankings. Like I'd have to take. I might take the whole summer to do it. <laughs> this this feels I, like a way to kill some months between. And I feel games. like that's that's a very you thing. Like that's a that's a Sean project <laughs> waiting to happen. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I guess maybe like Katie Heindel and I can uh, yeah. c- can team up yeah. to do it because that feels like a Katie project as well. Oh, um, but yeah, as far as like other teams that won other than the Pelicans, like I thought the Grizzlies did pretty well. They got John Morant. He seems cool. And they got Brandon Clark, who everyone said should have been a top 10 pick and went 21. So that seems good. And he's also Canadian. So that's nice. Right. Um, pretty much any team that's not the Suns won. Because the Suns, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, yeah, but yeah. they're in such a perpetual disaster mode. The Suns, like it doesn't it's even insane. seem like they can do the. Yeah. You know, a lot of franchises can can do the first, second, third, fourth, fifth step, and then it's like, oh no, it falls apart. But the Suns yeah, seem to like, be in this place where they won't ever do the right first or second step. Like it's just yeah, they like dumped their second best player T.J. Warren into salary cap space. It also attached the thirty second pick to to him to get rid of them for some reason uh and then they traded down from six got dario Saric, which fine whatever although you have to pay him now which seems uh like that might be a bad contract to have to hand out on your own and then with the 11th pick they took the guy cam johnson who is like 24 years old almost is insanely old has had like (laughs) hip concerns that like most of the teams in the draft red flagged him for and really his only discernible skill is that he can shoot which is very like a pretty easy skill to come by you know by and large around the league and they took him 11 it's crazy like did you see oh another one of the sweetest boys kobe white uh the bulls draft pick did you see his response when he found out cam johnson his teammate went 11 like he was stunned he was super happy but he was also stunned because i think no one in their right mind thought cam johnson was going to go that high um so yeah and it sounds like they're trying to like get enough cap space to offer d'angelo russell a big contract and make the worst defensive backcourt in the history of the world (laughs) with russell and booker i don't know man that it they used to be so fun they had like Three points. good point guards. I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, my, like my like just just looking at the draft here. Like, um, is Rui Hachimura? Is is that the first Japanese player ever in the NBA? I think the first one drafted. First one first drafted. drafted. Uh, the first sure. lottery pick, for sure. Um, so that's pretty yeah. cool. And then the other, uh, like, I, I, I'm not going to, like, you know, even insinuate they're a winner because Doncic is so good. But I think it should be kind of interesting to see um, – you know, uh, Atlanta, like, like, cause like basically it was Doncic, uh, it's kind of like Doncic versus Cam Reddish, um, why am I forgetting? Who's the runner-up for Rookie of the Year? Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young. Yeah, it's kind of both of those guys versus Doncic. Like that's the trade that was made. Um, so, yeah. I mean, they like, were yeah. weird. The Hawks. They're, they're the loser for me, I think, because like. DeAndre Hunter seems like he's fine, although some people who I trust their opinion are like, wow, they just traded up to four for Patrick Patterson. That's weird. Yeah, that's not a great sign. I don't to know who these guys are or what they're going to be. But man, like it's like they gave up a lot. Like they gave up like future picks to move up from like eight to four. That seems like a lot in a draft where most people said like four through 15 is all kind of the same guy. Yeah, no, it's uh. 
it's kind of tough to tell like super early on because I feel like yeah, with, with, with draft players too, there's always going to be like a couple who immediately are like, oh, wow, they're way better than anyone realized. And there's like, you know, a couple of vice versa where it's like, oh, this person's struggling mightily, even though they were drafted fourth overall or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I was a guy who was really, really mad when the Raptors took Balanchunas over Brandon Knight. So my opinion means nothing here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have a friend. Who, That's the uh, beauty of draft opinions. So uh, Adam Christie, if you're listening, um, when, we, when we thought we knew anything about the draft, he was adamant that he thought Kawhi was the worst player in the draft. Whoa. I'm not even kidding because we were just like oh, reading no. all those mock drafts and he's like, oh, this guy is terrible. And and, and <laughs> so quickly he was like, oh, man, I don't know anything about the draft. <laughs> um, OK, let's uh, actually. Yeah. So I, I brought up Kawhi uh, and that's kind of a good transition. Um Catherine, let's uh, let's start with you here. So um, kind of a convoluted idea question i think but in in the same way that Kawhi swung the balance at like the top end of the nba this year like he was traded to the raptors and ended up you know winning the championship um who is a player that could change teams in in any way whether that's free agency or um or a trade and and sorry not could could change teams like a, a player you think will will change teams at some point next year it could, could even be a deadline deal but if you just had to take a wild guess like who, who's a player in your mind who could swing the balance of the nba you mean like demanding a trade no like in, in the way that Kawhi came from san antonio to toronto and made us good enough right you know to be in contention and to win a championship who, who's someone you know is it kevin love getting traded away uh to f- like help form a super team somewhere is it maybe Wiggins on the move? Is, is there a player you think could change teams? Maybe, you know, Anthony Davis has already, you know, changed teams. Could he make the Lakers good enough? Um, well, I think the Lakers need a point guard before I'm going to sit here and be right, like, and oh, say they're going to win. Yeah. Um, and also, too, like, LeBron James is going to be 35 this year. Like, I hate when every, whenever, like, the Lakers get to one and then they're like, oh, they're the favorites to win. They're going to win it all. I just feel like this desperate Los Angeles energy. And I, I don't hmm. know. And so, he had a major injury this year, too, right? Yeah. So I just yeah, think, cool. like, he's not going to play the entire regular season. That's my bold prediction. And uh, it's going to have to be Anthony Davis and someone else. Right. To so, propel them to the playoffs so then LeBron James can be effective during the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And so I don't know who that point guard's going to be. Like a lot of people have been talking about Kimber Walker, although I read that he actually really liked Charlotte and wouldn't mind staying. So I don't know who else they're going to get. And then Jimmy Butler maybe goes to Houston, which I think changes a lot. Yeah, Jimmy Butler is the kind of the guy I was thinking about for this Question because I think he, if he's the third piece somewhere. Yeah, that's um, huge. If Jimmy he, Butler's a huge. third piece, that's. I mean, that's, he, I guess he already was in a way like, with Philly, but. Like Kevin Love, like, although he's, he's a, like, I think. Kevin Love being traded to someone is akin to Marcus Saul being traded here. Right. Yeah. So I don't think he's like a complete game changer because you kind of have to have so many pieces already there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be like a, a Jimmy Butler or a Kemba Walker if they leave. Yeah, I'm trying to rack my brain now who I think like is is going to leave or, you know, something's going to happen contractually. Also, do we think that the Houston Rockets are going to completely crumble? I don't. 
personally, I think that who knows how close they were to crumbling, but I think they've kind of like gathered themselves in the light of what has happened to G state. And I expect them to kind of make it work. Um, who knows? But uh, we'll, we'll see. I think Golden State's going to make an amazing run in the playoffs next year. Really? Yeah, hmm. I actually do. I think you know it's it's a it's a good team. It's a good system. I think they got a lot of aging players with they the need to Livingston make, said he might retire. They need to make a lot of trades regarding their bench. Like they need more depth. Yes, totally. and I think if they can make that time, happen. Though. Between now and like the trade deadline mid season, they could make a really good run. Sean, is there a is is there a player uh, who you think maybe could change teams that would you know really alter the NBA? It's kind of hard because like I kind of only think there are like five to seven of those guys in the whole league that'll actually do that. And right. like honestly, the most likely answer might be Kawhi. Like I know. I know we're pretty sure he's staying, but like. If he leaves, the Clippers probably become the instant favorites out West. Like, yeah, if he leaves, he wherever he goes. whatever else they get with cap space, plus Shea Gilgis-Alexander and whatever, like Harold, like in Lou Williams, like that's a pretty good team and the West will be depleted. So maybe it's Kawhi who's the most likely. Um, like Jimmy Butler could go make the Rockets a championship team, but also could like just nuke the chemistry to the point where they yeah. crumble by the season. Uh, so maybe yeah, that, so, or yeah, or he could just the balance of power in a way. Um, yeah, he but, could start a, like a fight in practice, uh, which, yeah, 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 which could sure. swing the balance for sure. Well, what about a guy like Al Horford? You know, he's, he's on. The, That's w- an interesting one. What if he yeah. went to, let's say, Milwaukee? Because he's definitely you know? leaving, right? Um, it's, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. You know, I'm just like reading. I mean, wouldn't you want to leave Boston? I At mean, I point, would, yeah. yeah. As, as, as someone who's only ever slams on That's Boston. That's so interesting. If he yeah. went to the Bucks, or, or, you know, yeah, if he went to the oh. Bucks, if he just went to a team that was already very good, um, I think, well, what if he went to Portland, you know? Um, again, that's I, that's a fun one. I don't know the if the money works like, or whatever. Yeah, I think Portland yeah. needs to Portland's, do something big. But I've said that. I think I've said that here before. I think Portland needs to do like a big, a big trade. Really? Because I think they're because they're they a great yeah they're ooh, a great team, a but they can't get over that that hump. You know, they need to do something to get over that hump. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they, they should be putting in a package for Kevin Love. I think and like. The thing with Horford is, yeah, I think he could make a team like extremely good. And mm-hmm. I, if the Lakers didn't have no point guards and all forwards, like I think he would be a really good fit there next to AD. And you could have AD <laughs> no play where he so play true. at four. Oh, but yeah, I think kind of like it just makes it's it's pretty tricky to make it work. And then I think the Bucks people have thrown the Bucks around. I don't know how they're going to make that happen because they got to keep Middleton and Brogdon mm-hmm. and Lopez. And like they don't have that much money to work with. Their owners aren't going to pay the tax. Yeah. So I don't know even yeah. know how they're going to make Horford work if they were to do that. And then like you just kind of come like, oh, there's Dallas with lots of space. I guess he's going to the Mavericks. And I don't think that changes much for them. Yeah, that, like, yeah that, that's kind of like yeah. it's cool if you're a Dallas fan. Like I'd be really happy. Yeah, but it's, it's doesn't seem like that big of a deal. If he goes to Dallas, it's like, what What are they then? The like seventh? Yeah, he's just Luca and Kristaps' dad. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's important yeah. too, you know? That's cool. Yeah. I wonder, um, if, <laughs> I wonder if the Spurs would try to pick someone up. Yeah. They have so much money tied up in guys, though. That's the thing. Oh, it's like yeah. all the teams that are fun don't have any cap space. It's all like... 
I mean, the team I really want to sign Horford is the Kings, like so, so bad. Oh, my God. Because I love the Kings. I think they're super fun. And he would be amazing alongside like Buddy Heald and Bagley. And that would actually be incredible. That would be the biggest. Like, so that, good. That That'd would be, be awesome. more shocking to anyone than the Raptors winning the championship. Would be like, oh, my God, somebody went to the Kings? Like a the really Kings did a smart thing? What? Yeah, like a smart, good thing that like had like because, you know, because like, I, I think even there's like a, like like Paul Millsap, his his first year was looking good, then he got injured. But I think even though he's on the decline, he was just such a talent upgrade for for a team like Denver. And I really think those small yeah. types yeah. of moves, you know, can be big. It can be like sheed to the Pistons sometimes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you know it's it's probably it's probably kind of like what what Sean was saying. It's more likely that real movement is at the top, top, top. Um, what could also change the balance of power is if like the Sixers decide to properly manage Joel Embiid over the course of a regular season and he's not a broken <laughs> mess by the playoffs because that dude's horrifying and could win a title on his own, it seems. Okay, that's the that's a perfect transition. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to launch right into it. Sean, do you think uh, load management is the future? Ooh, uh, I don't know if it's like the future for most teams because I think – a, the NBA will probably sort of try to institute some sort of deterrent because yeah. like it's still a product they're marketing, right? And like mm-hmm. if people are facing a 25% likelihood that a star player is not going to be playing when they go to see a game, that is not great. Like that, that's not good for the league at all. I think teams on like a case-by-case basis will start to do it though. And I think Joel Embiid's kind of the prime example. I mean, mm-hmm. that dude played like 38 minutes a game this season. And then by the end of the year, lo and behold the dude with a bad back and feet problems started to break down as the season went along and he just wasn't right in the postseason and like i think that is like guys who are at a more sort of obvious risk like i think we'll see with lebron a little bit even too right like if he's got ad there with them along with whatever minimum guys they can bring in um curry like, probably I think yeah, like I think LeBron will probably chill. Yeah, Steph is, makes a lot of sense too to sort of keep him fresh, mm-hmm. like older guys and guys with injury history, guys who are coming back from injuries. Like I think that will be the future for for guys like that. I mean, I don't think we're going to see everyone do it. Like I don't think the Raptors are going to load manage Pascal Siakam, right? Like that yeah. dude has a motor. He's crazy. He's young. He's probably fine. But guys who have maybe a higher risk, and maybe this is where sort of the, the bio data that the teams collect on guys, which is creepy and weird on a certain level, but yes. like maybe they start using that to properly sort of manage guys the way that, that Kawhi was, right? And maybe you for it. And not every team can do it either, right? That's the other thing. People don't really realize it's this. True. It's like, oh yeah, load management. So like the Raptors were awesome without Kawhi yes. and they could afford to do it. You know, if so, like the Bucks couldn't have load managed Giannis because they'd lose 10 extra games. And then you're in a fight for like the, the, the sixth seed, right? So I think it's kind of a case by case basis. And it, it's, it, it has, you have to have a lot of sort of depth on your team to be able to withstand a guy sitting out 20 games and you have to have a guy who I think is more at risk of injury to really justify it. I think load management is at least the short term future though. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I think people are going to look at like what we did and and especially in parallel to golden state, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and I also think like, if you look at what happened to Kevin Durant and you're like a star in the NBA, wouldn't you in the back of your mind be like, maybe I need my own doctor Maybe I need like that second opinion doctor. Like, I think that's also possibly a trend going forward is just like big stars having their own, uh, I think he does have his own doctors. 
Does he really? Durant, yeah. Because I, I heard that Durant, Durant's doctor and G-State's doctor both agreed. Because the whole mm. talk, the whole time was the just end. team doctor said, team doctor said. No, yeah, but like, but, but sorry, just like, like, yeah, I'm not like, I think your point still stands. No, like, that's like kind of independent oversight over your own body. Yeah. Right. I think is a trend that's going to, you know, Kawhi is pushing for it and Embiid and sorry. No, no, that's that's basically it. Yeah, like uh, I also think, I also think that we'll see. I think going forward, maybe a push for team doctors to be not supplied by the team, but supplied by the NBA Players Association. Oh, that's so yeah, like on yeah, a different payroll, sort of aligned. You know mm. what I mean? Instead of like a team maybe rushing a guy back because like even the team doctors like there's an interest in that guy right. having his guy come back and playing for the team. Mm. Like those interests aren't always going to line up. But if you have the PA responsible for the medical side of things, maybe that sort of, and maybe the, the byproduct of that will be more load management, right? Maybe they're just like, all right, you're playing 60 games this year. This is kind of what we think is the best course of action for you. Maybe that's what the byproduct will be. But I think that's something that'll be interesting to see going forward here, considering what Kawhi did and the success he had, and then what happened to KD. I think guys are going to really want to take more sort of ownership over their health, but also I think the NBA PA should be kind of stepping in and sort of protecting players from the interests of their teams in an interest to sort of keep guys from bad things happening and protecting them from, from themselves. Right. Yeah. As well. I mean, yeah, we all have that Willis Reed moment in our, in our mind. And it's like, (laughs) that was insane what he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, obviously it's like cool and stuff, but it's like, also, what could happen is what what happened to Durant. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, like, like, like Clay Thompson tore his ACL and then tried to keep playing the game. Yeah, you know, and that it's was like, adrenaline, probably. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like people to save them from themselves, also because they're so competitive as they should be, right? Like, mm-hmm. kudos to them for trying to like play through these injuries. But at the same time, it's like you need that person that's like, okay, now now it's time. You gotta you gotta mm-hmm. sit out. Yeah, I think like I'll I'll just add, you know, it's it's obviously indirect because it's like sport to sport comparison. But um, there's a lot of 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 like super, super popular sports whose stars don't play every night. Right. So, I mean, like it's a long time ago that you had Babe Ruth doing it all right now. Everyone has ace pitchers that they rotate. And, you know, the MLB markets are like with that in mind. And, you know, you have the NHL where you have goalies, you know, like I I, I don't know what the number is. I'm not as big of a hockey fan as I used to be, but I'm sure a star goalie is probably Matt. I'm sure I'm sure you could tell me a star goalie of a team is playing what, like 60, 65 games? Uh, Yeah, you would hope that they wouldn't play more than that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I think it's six years in a row that the Stanley Cup winning goalie, uh, like they're starting, like that the team, their starting goalie played less than 60 regular season games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that that to me is really interesting. And, And I understand it from a marketing perspective. But, you know, don't you want all those... Um, playoff games. They're all ABC games. They're all TNT games. You know, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure they wish they had Durant in the Portland series. I'm sure they, you know, and again, like, you know, it's not like cause and effect. So I, I think like that's what makes it complicated too. You can't be like, yeah, it's so anecdotal when we just focus even on one player. But um, yeah, it's kind of a fascinating trend for me. And I think that basketball is, is such a, like there's so many good players. Like what's the uh, Canadian player you were saying should be in the, uh, in the NBA? 
who, who plays Melvin Edgem, my yeah. guy. Yeah, you know, and if he were in another sport, he would probably be in the big league, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, I'm always sympathetic to just like how elite basketball really is. Um, but pals, we've we've made it to the last segment. Is there any is there any last like NBA things before we we hit up quickish questions? I would just say, isn't it crazy that Masai was fourth? In executive of the year voting. Oh, that's so oh yeah. We didn't bullshit. really talk about the awards, so but Siakam was a yeah. Most improved. He was fourth, eh? Fourth. Fourth. Huh. Yeah. I I never know exactly. You know who I think cares the graded. least about that? <laughs> you know who I think cares the least about that is Masai Ujiri. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't care. He's, just, like, yeah, he's got the Larry OB that man. That's yeah. that's the executive of the year trophy. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's the real one. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, yeah, he's probably like. Can you imagine being Masai? Like, what's that guy's name? Steve Wolf, who who won it. It was a Milwaukee guy. I mean, that name sounds oh, John like Horst. The yeah. name John Horst. Steve you, Wolf. You just made up an executive's <laughs> name. <laughs> Steve Wolf sounds cool, all right? Yeah, no, it's like, Guys, I'm, I'm doing my best out here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could just picture Masai like, like calling him, like, uh, like just, just a video call congratulating him, and just having the like, Delario OB somewhere in the back getting polished. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Let's uh, let's do some quickish questions, Maddie. Would you give me that quickish question sting? Quickish questions. Okay, um, Sean, uh, you haven't played this, uh, this 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 weird <laughs> dumb game I made up, so uh, <laughs> I, I hope you have fun. Um, so basically, Matt's gonna play some uh, "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" music, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and ask you guys questions as concisely uh, and as clearly and as stutter free as possible. <laughs> and uh, the only the only um, rule is you have to answer them uh, as quickly as possible. So you know, no phoning a friend, no commas <laughs> in your sentence. Just uh, just try and answer as quick as you can. As Quinn. Qu- as quick as you can. As quick as you can. I love that we all like, it was like, hey, that sounds pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> that should be the new sting. <laughs> yeah, the, the new sting is just us for going quick as you can. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, are we ready or what? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Catherine, yep. I'm going to start with you and I'll, I'll make my way around. Okay. Catherine. <laughs> was the seriousness good? What are we going to name this WNBA club? Oh, my God. I don't know. Something cool. Not the Huskies. But not another dinosaur. Okay. I don't know. That's the closest I can get. Fair. Matt. <laughs> Is everyone sleeping on OG? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Sean. <laughs> Where in the world was OG in his birthday video to Danny Green? On a safari. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was hat. It was the hat. Oh, my God. It is the hat. Um, it's it's the, hat. hat. the hat was amazing. Okay. Um, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, as per Maasai, is Kyle Lowry the greatest raptor ever? Yes. Okay, Matt. Okay. Um, where, where can I get 
the hat OG wore in his birthday video <laughs> to Danny Green. <laughs> I didn't even see it. What was the hat? Can you explain it to it me? It was like a safari hat. Oh, it was a safari yeah. hat? Oh, you got to go to Banana Republic for that. Okay. Uh, Sean. <laughs> they do not have <laughs> safari hats at Banana Republic. <laughs> okay. This is not the store to go to. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, I didn't want to make you feel bad, right? I been there. Um, <laughs> okay, Sean, this question is, uh, is barely a question. It's more of a request. Um, and you know, if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel right, uh, if it doesn't feel right, feel free to pass. Um, do your right. best Steve Ballmer slash Doc Rivers impressions and act out what a Clippers Kawhi pitch might look like. This is beautiful. Kawhi, we really want you to play for us so badly. <laughs> oh my God. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, and then I can't and then, do the doc very well. No, that was okay. amazing. Okay, like I thought you were—I thought I was just going to hear you hang up after I asked that question. <laughs> um, I honestly did. I, I thought that was it for us. Um, okay, Catherine, this is a much less fun question. What happens with Boogie? What do you mean? What happens with Boogie? Um, Where does he go? Yeah, just to just take that question however you want. What happens to him? Where does he go? I think he stays, and I think he tries to prove himself in Golden State. Okay, Matt, mm. is Gasol still wasted? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that there's an eighty percent chance he's he's at least uh, taking milk thistle right now to try to fix his liver. Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sean, what useful vet might join the Raps and, uh, uh, sorry, what useful vet might join the Raps end of bench next year to chase a ring other than Vince? Terrence Ross. Oh my God. Oh. That would be beautiful. Um, he's going to get paid. Uh, Catherine. Ooh, this one's a, this is a bit of a another tough one here. Oh, is man. Norm our best trade option? Well, like, who are we trading Norm for? I don't know. I don't want to see him go. I actually really want him to marry my friend Johanna. Okay. So <laughs> I'm a bit biased here. <laughs> Fair. I, I wasn't expecting it to get like so personal so quick, but no. That's but good. I just no. I really. I just uh, call me biased. Call me girly. I don't. I don't know, man. I just. I don't want to. I don't want to lose Norm. Okay. Sorry. No, that's sorry, that's fine. real Raptor fans. Um. Matt. No. Yeah. How long is the Raptors' window in a best-case scenario? How can you explain? Like, sorry, like how long is our championship window? Sorry, oh, okay. I, the way I said scenario, it went up the whole time. Oh it was like God. scenario. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably confusing. Um, I would. That was nice. Yeah. The way you sang that. <laughs> I would say their window is two more seasons. Okay. Oh. I like timing. It. Um, Sean, which young team? Would you most like to have control over Atlanta, Sacramento, New Orleans, or other? The Pelicans, because they have King Cake Baby. 
Oh my God. Just, sorry. <laughs> I just, anytime the, the, the King Cake Baby is mentioned at all, I just like stop thinking about anything that isn't King Cake Baby. Yeah, he's um, my best friend. I love him. <laughs> King Cake Baby is a work of absolute art. If you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. I'm you just, can do the diapers off pick. You can, oh. whatever. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of images out there for King Cake Baby. Diapers and off. And they're all good. I'm just um, happy I'm not the only one giving personal answers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Catherine, are all the championship hats snapbacks? This is just a question I've been wondering and felt bad <laughs> if I made a full post about it. <laughs> <laughs> there was just a little bit of someone are there else's any fitted hats. Uh, yeah, is there anything else? Is, is there only snap snap hats? I mean, I guess it's only a matter of time before there's some other yeah. hat. I think uh, online right now, no, I would say. I think it's all snaps. Okay. I just, I, I, I don't know why that's such a concern. I got one coming in the mail. I'll let you know. Ooh, all right. Um, Matt, uh, I don't think you watched Masai's press conference. No. Um, but I'm going to ask you this anyways. Okay. What question would you ask Masai that didn't get asked in today's end of season press conference? Oh, boy. Um, I'd probably ask him... Like how how important emotionally is Bobby Webster to him? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think that did get asked. You so, need a media pass. Yeah. Uh, oh God. All right, Sean. Um, yeah. I think this uh, this may be your last question. Okay. So uh, considering Bull Bull got drafted forty fourth and Taco Fall uh, going undrafted or went undrafted. Have we seen the last of seven feet players in the NBA? No, the Marcus all is seven foot one and he's going to be around for at least one more year. If the alcohol doesn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Um, okay. Catherine, this is your last question. Um, who will slash should. Oh, this is, a, this is not a quickly, a quick, quickish question. Um, we'll just answer as quick as you can and, sure. and summarize it. Um, uh, who should the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, and Nets use all the all that cap space on, and why would it be a total disaster for them? So why don't you just give me one <laughs> of those teams, just a quick disaster scenario for them? Uh, they well, Kevin Durant. Yeah. That's the player Kevin that Durant, they should Knicks? go after, and that will be a disaster for them somehow. Yeah, because they won't make the playoffs without him. Because he won't be playing. Oh, Matt, yeah. joining in on Catherine's question. No, but uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay. I'm okay with it. Thank you. Last, last question here. Um, Matt, what's the future? Oh, what's the future for uh, the Golden State Warriors? Future of the Golden State Warriors? Yes. Ooh, Ooh boy. Um, I think that uh, they're going to lose um, a couple big pieces this summer, but I still think they're going to compete. And uh, I think they, they're going to surprise people in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. That's that's it for the pod, everyone. Um, Sean, thank you so much for, for joining. Uh, thank you so much for having yeah, me. This, this was a blast. This is awesome. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, everyone, go check out uh, go check out all of Sean's work. Um, Sean, do you want to do, do you want to just uh, plug it for the folks listening? 
Yeah, sure. Locked on Raptors, the podcast on wherever you get your podcasts. And then uh, We the Champs, the book I wrote with Alex Wong, is available in stores today. And you can order it online as well at Indigo and Amazon and all the places you typically order books. Awesome. And uh, yeah, we'll link to Sean in the description and everything. So um, trust me, he's amazing. So 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 listen to all his podcasts, rate and review all his podcasts. Um, be kind to this good man. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Catherine. The next uh, podcast I'm going to oh. do all in Steve Ballmer voice. So, uh, oh, oh, my yeah. gosh. When you came through with that Steve Ballmer voice, like I wish you could have seen my face because I was like, holy shit, Sean's going in. Um, <laughs> the, the, and, and also every single Steve Ballmer picture I ever see sounds like the voice you did. Yeah. <laughs> know what I mean? His yeah. pictures are loud. The voice that yeah. Chuck the Condor has. Yes. <laughs> um, he looks like he has no inside voice. No, not not at all. <laughs> Even when you see him like doing the Microsoft opening thing, you're like, dude, you are sweating through every shirt and yeah. you're going crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, Catherine, uh, I'm sure you got shows coming up. I'm sure you got a ton of stuff coming up. What's uh, where, where can people check out? Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's me underscore Catherine. I'm performing on a pirate ship this week. Whoa. Nice. So some people write books. And yeah, yeah. And some, some people, people are comedians and yeah. they do anything that's there. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be a fun week. Uh, cool. That's amazing. Okay, where is, okay, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, not just going to let it yeah, die there. Where's the pirate ship? Where is the dock? I don't even know, man. It's somewhere in like, the city. It's you start in Collingwood or what's going on here? <laughs> I, well, I hope not because I have <laughs> another Georgian show Bay. later that night. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I gotta, I gotta. It's gonna be a quick in and out of the boat for me. Can people come see you perform on this pirate ship or what? Yeah, I'll, I'll tweet about it. You can get tickets. Okay. You can come to the pirate ship. For okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I should just write a book on it. Yeah, write a book. <laughs> um, yeah, and for and for us, we'll be back next Tuesday. Um, yeah. Matt, you got anything going on you want to shout out? Uh, I don't know. Just uh, thanks for all the, uh, you know, I, I appeared during the NBA finals and my yeah. Coors Light commercial. Thanks for all the uh, feedback. And I'm glad I could be a lucky charm for the team, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. See, see you in the next finals. Wh- oh, wow. <laughs> you got a voice going. Yeah. Which commercial is it that's in the finals? Coors Light. Oh, Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, I went for that too, you bastard. Oh. Uh, just kidding. I'm happy for you, man. That's great. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, that, that's it for the pod. Thanks, uh, everyone, for listening, and uh, see you next week. Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Podcast.